0: Recently, I had an event in New York City. I had hundreds of people come, and I brought actual real couples up on stage and did a mini podcast right there in front of everyone. It was awesome, and I'm very pleased to announce that I'm doing two more events. I want to let you know about it before anyone else knows. June 1st, I'm going to be in Philadelphia. June 4th, in Boston. If you want tickets, you can get them at iwt.com philly and IWT.com slash Boston. Between now and May 3rd, you can use the pre-sale code RICHLIFE to get tickets. Again, June 1st, I'll see you in Philly, and June 4th in Boston, IWT.com slash Philly, and IWT.com slash Boston. Um, What the hell is going on on this podcast that like 80% of the people who come on here go through massive screening, fill out applications, (laughs) they never actually read my book. Is anyone else puzzled by this? Look, a lot of the questions that you ask me about money are answered directly in I Will Teach You To Be Rich. How do you pay off your student loans? How do you automate your finances? Where do you start investing? And how do you handle big purchases? I wrote this book as a six-week program so you can follow along on your own or with a partner. If you want to improve your finances, I recommend you get the I Will Teach You To Be Rich book. It has over 18,000 reviews on Amazon. Get it at iwt.com
1: slash book. This is the plan that we want and we're going to earn more money. However, my worry is we're gonna spend even more. She's a spender.
2: But my argument is that uh, our son is never going to be three years old again. I worked 80 hours a week for three years. I have this kind of, I'm stealing from my future, future myself, Mm. because I have this contract that I signed and I'm going to start summer, that will increase my salary three or four times.
0: You know the reputation of doctors with money, right?
2: Doctors don't know anything about money. I okay. don't want to be that. No, I think we just went all out. Um, I honestly, I don't know what happened. We just decided to like upgrade our lifestyle. Trips, clothes, uh, furniture, but like a nice furniture from West Elm. We need to pay deposit We need to pay first month payment, and we we didn't have any money, no money. And I got scared that, like, where are we going to live?
0: Meet Jack and Christina. They're both 33 years old. They're from the same town in Russia, but they met in L.A. 10 years ago, and they were married in 2020. They earn a lot. Christina, for example, is a doctor. But what you'll hear today is an interesting combination of their culture, their upbringing, and a lack of financial discipline, which has led them to a very troubling situation. They are in tens of thousands of dollars of debt, and they even admit that if and when they start earning more, it's not going to change a thing. Now, a couple things I want to point out before we go on. Of course, you can watch this entire episode on YouTube. It's fascinating to see the body language and the eye contact there is a little bit in today's episode about travel, which got me inspired. So on Thursday's episode, just two days from now, I'm going to share how I plan my travel, how I take my dream vacations. And then on Saturday on the podcast newsletter, I'm going to talk a little bit about some peculiar psychological things I've noticed about money and travel. So to get that, you can go on iwt.com slash podcast newsletter. I send that out on Saturday. Now, Let's get to the episode. Let's talk about a specific example in the last month or two where you were not on the same financial page.
2: We rent. So we were notified by the landlord that uh, she wants to sell the the place. Um, And we were given 60-day notice. And now we have to find a new apartment. So they need to run our credit score. When I looked at my credit score, six months ago, and I was like, oh, holy crap, we need to pay deposit, we need to pay first month payment, and we we didn't have any money, no money, and I got scared that, like, where are we going to live? Nobody will rent us, like, a normal place, and we have two kids, we need to stay in the area because of the school, and et cetera. That's when I felt very scared. I really was scared because we needed to pay $7,000 yeah. for, the apart, mm-hmm. for the, our townhome deposit and first month and everything. And we didn't have that.
0: Mm-hmm. When did that happen?
2: Um, two months ago,
3: honestly. Pretty scary. It was really scary. Yeah.
0: It's interesting hearing the two of you living paycheck to paycheck, making $207,000 a year. Do you think that that's normal?
2: We have never been connected in terms of money. So when you ask, like, when did you guys disconnect? We've never been connected. Mm. So we kind of were separated from the get-go. Mm.
1: We've been together for um, quite a few years. We got married in 2020. Before we got married, we, we got a you know, first kid. And then we got second kid. You know, we got married. We never talked together how, to, how we're going to handle Finance it together from now on. Do you have conversations about having kids? We did. Do you have conversations about
0: where you're going to live and if you're going to buy a Snoo or some type of
1: diapers? Yes. Not money though. Uh, Not money, really. Uh, We we didn't know what we're going to get into in terms of money um, issues. We thought uh, we we're not going to have any issues. Hmm.
0: How often do you think about it?
1: Lately, quite often. If one of us brings up conversation about money on a daily basis, that would be every day. You but fight yeah, about it? At least, at least a month. Uh, no. Every time we do have conversation about money, first of all, it's rare. If Christina says, uh, we, need, we just need to make more money and we'll be fine. Just a quick reminder that
0: 100% of the couples I speak to who have a spending problem always believe that if they just earned more money, their problems would vanish. And of course, this is totally untrue. This is what I call being a believer, believing that the next raise or the next deal or the next lottery ticket is going to change everything. You know, in fact, most believers would rather believe they're going to win the lottery please apply at iwt.com slash live coaching. If you and your partner struggle to come up with a shared vision of your rich life, if you have different priorities about spending and saving, if you just can't get on the same page financially, I would love to coach you live on stage in your city. It is free of charge. You can apply at iwt.com slash coaching. I'll see you in Boston and Philly. If you ever follow me on Instagram, sometimes you'll see me post about my behind-the-scenes travel experiences coffee tours, salsa making classes in Mexico, all kinds of culinary stuff in India. And I'll get a lot of people saying, where do I find that Kyoto notepad maker that you found? And one place you can find that is Viator. In fact, my wife and I used Viator to book a Segway tour where we took a tour of a new city and we had an amazing experience, something we never would have thought of doing on our own. They offer everything from simple tours to extreme adventures. And with over 300,000 bookable experiences in 190 countries, there's something for everybody. Plus, Viator's travel experiences have millions of real travel reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best travel activities for your trip. When you book a travel experience with Viator, there's always flexibility and support with free cancellation, payment options, and 24-7 service. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator.
1: This is the plan that we, we want and we're going to earn more money. However, my worry is we're going to spend even more. Mm-hmm. She's a spender. If we get a good check, or she gets a good check, she can go ahead and spend it on, on something nice. I have a feeling that we're going to change life, our lifestyle. And um, I don't want to be in the same situation we're, we're in right now. So it. I, I want to be conscious about what we spent on.
2: And when we got married, maybe we started to plan it more together. But again, we because of the difference in our like money philosophy hmm. we are not doing a good job
0: this ever come up before you got married like for example hey i've noticed that you blank 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 and it makes me feel blank blank blank
1: coming from her or
3: you no
2: i knew he was worried about money um uh, but i didn't i think i didn't realize how much he was worried about money. Up until we were like married legally, right. I did not feel comfortable to ask for money. It's like anything to do with money. Once we were legally married, then I kind of like became more comfortable. <laughs> but, Wait, like, and that
1: was exactly when the debt started. Correct. We got married debt free, as far as I remember. Really?
2: Yeah.
1: You, you got married only three, year, just, three just years ago.
2: Yeah. So we all the debt accumulated within the last three years.
0: So what happened in three years?
2: The credit card debt is huge. We don't have money to pay more than minimum pay, mm-hmm. and the minimum pay equals the uh, the APR. Yeah. So we like at the like don't move anywhere. You know.
0: And that got you worried.
2: Yeah.
1: I can go back to uh, was it last year? Uh, the plan was was plan a trip to Hawaii. When you look at the you know flights and bookings, everything, um, you see the number, let's say $5,000 for the whole trip with the family. And I know we don't have immediately that number. Um, the only way to pay for it is credit card. So my argument is, hey, uh, maybe we should skip the trip this year.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, let's just save up. Let's get rid of some debt. Uh, let's plan it ahead of time. But next time right? When, when we do have cash. Okay. Um, and Christina's argument is, Hey, I'm going to be on vacation. W- what else am I supposed to do on vacation? I want to go somewhere. You know, I'm tired because, um, I'll, I'm always working. I, you know, I want a vacation and um, let's just, let's pay for it. So we went on a trip. Trip was amazing. Great, um, experience pictures. Everybody had fun. Awesome trip. Came back happy. Um, but that dark spot in our wallet right is still there, uh, because it left a scar, uh, which is more uh, credit card debt.
0: What do you mean it left a scar? It was a five thousand dollar <laughs> trip. You put on your credit card, and then what happened? And that trip
3: um, never got paid for still <clears throat> I don't think
0: it has been i'll take the complete silence here to mean it's still not paid off
2: we actually plan in the trip um in july This us come in july
0: what yeah. what trip
2: we want to go to singapore what the fuck
0: did you already book stuff not yet uh, how much is this singapore trip going to cost
2: the flight only is like ten thousand dollars
0: <laughs> oh that's nice and uh how much for all the other stuff too?
2: Yeah, so you can imagine it'd be at least five grand more.
0: Uh yeah, at least. Let's say twenty five thousand total. Would that be fair? You factor it all in, taxes, all that stuff, don't you think? Twenty five thousand.
2: Okay.
0: So where's that gonna oh, you're going on that because by that point you'll be making a lot more money?
2: No, actually it starts right after. But again, this pressure—it's like pressure of myself on me, the so- society pressure of the society. You know, which like, society
0: yeah. is pressuring you to like, go to Singapore?
2: Not to go to Singapore, but like, oh, I'm I'm a doctor, so like I can afford. Like my friends, like the friends that we plan to go with to Singapore. You know, everything.
0: Mm.
2: Should and we get um, them on
0: this Zoom call right now? They don't know. Yeah, the thing uh, is, they
1: don't even know. Yeah.
0: they don't know you have debt, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. If they knew you had debt, I'm not asking you to tell them, but if they knew, what do you think they would say about you taking a $25,000 trip to Singapore?
2: Yeah, they would say we're crazy.
0: Do you think you're crazy?
2: When I think about that that way, yeah. Uh,
0: Would you be open to canceling or delaying the trip?
2: Sure, yeah. And I probably won't have another opportunity to go until later. But my argument is that uh, our son is never going to be three years old again. And I want to give them like the best Uh what I can. I want to give them this experience. And um, again, as he said, um, I worked 80 hours a week uh, for three years. So Uh now when I'm having like more free time, I really kind of feel guilty that I didn't spend the time with my kids. Uh And I I have this kind of—I'm stealing from my future, future myself, mm-hmm. because I have this contract that I signed. That I'm going to start summer with like that; it will increase my salary three or four times. Mm-hmm. So I'm kind of thinking like, oh, that's not a big deal. And then I pay my hundred thousand dollar credit card debt, mm-hmm. but I know that's not the right thing to do. But then yeah, so again, what's
0: the problem?
2: Because I'm stealing from my future, you know, future myself
0: you care? I mean, does it really matter to you if you're going to triple your income?
2: Um, it does. Because okay. again, I won't be able to use the money because mm-hmm. I'll have to pay off my credit cards. Mm-hmm. And then I think I won't be able to save for the house mm-hmm. or for whatever it is, vacation. Mm-hmm. And I'm afraid that it's going to be the same. And it actually might get worse. I might have even more debt, right? Okay. So if I don't stop.
0: Well, you'll definitely have more debt. I mean, what are you paying? 26,
1: 28% on your credit card? Yeah. You're using the magic wand right now. We're, we're debt-free. Mm-hmm. Um, same income. We're going to go back to debt with current lifestyle. That's the truth.
2: That's consideration of higher income. Actually, what caused this, all this debt, to be honest. yeah, Yeah, yeah. Keep going. So, and we... We should stop considering that until we have it. Oh, shit. Okay,
0: talk it out. I want to hear you. Yeah. S- tell me, what do you mean by that?
2: So first, it started with Jack's uh, job, giving him higher salary. And then all of a sudden, the business went down, mm-hmm. but the lifestyle did not. Mm-hmm. And then now I'm approaching my the end of my training. It's actually like two months, pretty much. And so I'm just like, all out, spending, whatever credit cards I've got. Have you
0: actually thought about what you're going to do with the new income?
2: Yeah. So that actually makes me very anxious. Oh, why is um, that? I, I don't know. So that's why I've started to look into all this retirement plans. Mm-hmm. First of all, I'm scared of the taxes I have to pay. Um, and right. second of all, I, um, again, like, yeah, I don't know what to do. Besides of paying off my dad.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: I don't know how to save. I don't know how to use money. That's the problem.
0: Great. Very honest answer. Okay. I could work with that. Uh, Jack, what's your take when her income goes up? Have you thought about what the
1: two of you should do? Yeah, that was my primarily concern, right? That's why I I applied because it's coming. It's Mm -hmm. it's around the corner. And um, it, it seems to me that, Hey, now the income is more, let's go on this vacation. Yeah uh but
0: look at christina smiling right now she's like "Mm -hmm, that sounds pretty good to me christina am i reading that right yeah notice the clues they never really talked about money when they got married then they had two kids and realized they were in financial trouble they were almost homeless and now their backs are against the wall with tens of thousands of dollars of credit card debt now christina has lots of very logical reasons for her spending For example, her son is only going to be three once, but the fact is they're in debt and they are trapped. She admits that with more money, their situation wouldn't really change. Now let's talk about her salary. To set the stage, she currently earns $136,800 per year, and she's expecting that number to go up. samples with my link, peaklife.com slash Ramit. That's dot com slash Ramit, R-A-M-I-T. I get tons of email every single day, and I want to give you a behind-the-scenes look at how I manage emails from my team, from my family, and from you. I use a piece of software called SuperHuman And this is an email software that I actually pay for out of my own pocket. It works with your existing email service like Gmail or Outlook. And let me share how it saves me over 10 hours a week. So here are a few things I love about it. First off, it splits my inbox into different streams. So my important emails come into one place. It's not cluttered with a bunch of subscriptions everywhere. Next, I use keyboard shortcuts. Unlike you barbarians who literally click and peck through every single email. U to mark it unread, S to star it, J or K to cycle through messages. I use keystrokes to schedule messages, like when I want to ask one of my coworkers a question, but I don't want to send them an email on a Saturday. Now, I can work through dozens of emails in minutes using this. And Superhuman just introduced an AI feature, which allows you to take a huge email with all these people chiming in and automatically summarize what's going on in a few bullet points. It'll even draft emails for you. So if you want to buy back your time, Superhuman is a no-brainer to me. It's something I spend my own money on and I love it. Right now, all IWT listeners will get a free month of Superhuman. You can get started at superhuman.com slash Ramit. That's superhuman.com slash Ramit, R-A-M-I-T. What kind of doctor are you going to be?
2: Uh, I'm going to be oncologist.
0: Oncologist. All right. What are you going to make?
2: but 300000 a year.
0: So when you were doing your residency and then your specialty, and you know, there's the moment where you really start to get it. You can see all the concepts coming together. You can see how things link together. It kind of starts to make, you understand why you did HumBio way back there. Would you say you have made those connections with money or do you still feel like it's a bit murky or dark for you?
2: It's a <clears throat> it's a bit dark still.
1: I just realized something. Um, one of the reasons we got into debt and we allowed ourselves um, our current lifestyle is, um, first of all, we knew about Christina's path, right? it's pretty straightforward. Hey, I'm in training now. I'm gonna triple quadruple my income later, uh, so I will have opportunity to pay off if we get in debt, which we did. And the thing with me, right? We were talking like, hey, hey Jack, what is your what do you want to do with your life, right? You want to earn more, you could where you at? Um, and I said, I want to earn more too.
2: So he had to jump in his salary during COVID. And when he started to have this six figure salary, he shared with me that he never thought he would have that much money. Mm-hmm. Although it was not a lot. But he, for him, it was like, oh, I would never even think that mm-hmm. I, I deserve that. I, I think j- j- that- Hold on
0: just a second. Just yeah. to clarify, <laughs> six figures is not a lot to you. Uh,
2: so, I mean, it, it was like low six figures. That's what I mean.
0: Okay. What, low is what? Low is what?
2: Like 100,000.
0: Okay. So- Pretty much. Yeah. What is a lot to you?
2: Um, okay. That's a good question. Maybe half a million dollars
0: would okay. be a lot. Did you expect to be the higher earner when the two of you met?
2: not not necessarily no okay.
0: and is it common in russian culture for women to be the higher earner
2: probably not
0: is that an issue for the two of you or no
2: no n- not i don't think that's an issue for me
1: jack on, on the on the surface i don't think it's an issue um just growing up right in our culture men would be always a breadwinner, at, mm-hmm. at least in my family. That's how it went. I, I've had a conversation with my dad when um, we talked about my you know, current income, my future income, and he did mention that, hey, you know, you're supposed to earn more no matter what because you're the man. You're supposed to provide for your family. That's uh, this kind of thinking I grew up with. Um, how did you receive that when he told you that? Um, so I, I don't, I don't fight my dad. I, you know, whatever I feel, I'll just tell him, but I, I don't, I don't fight about it because I know he's not going to change his views.
0: Mm-hmm. How would you describe the way you grew up when it came to money, Christina?
2: And I remember my dad, he is a physician and he had to take like extra night calls. And then he also was like a taxi driver to like um earn a little more income mm-hmm. up until I was 8 uh, we were kind of struggling so i was born in the ussr so there was like not much um money overall mm-hmm. um in um in the society when i was 8 he um he opened up um uh, like a a business a clinic that grew substantially so now he has um a chain of um clinics wow. so he he did a gr- really great job so i don't um i didn't have any needs in terms mm-hmm. of like financially uh when i was growing up he okay. did we didn't need anything he paid for my medical school you oh. know like everything. I, I didn't have medical st- school dad, which mm-hmm. is huge mm-hmm. Um, but then I kind of got myself into worse debt
0: and what about your mom?
2: Uh, so my mom uh, is a spender like me, so mm-hmm. she again, I think because she um, she never really worked. I don't think she has um, um, a real like understanding what money is, mm-hmm. and I think it's for her it's really easy to spend. so mm-hmm. she's kind of a spender in our family still.
0: Would you say that you have an understanding of
2: money? Um, I don't think so, but I kind of, at least, I am curious about it now, and I want to learn. So I think that's uh, my first step.
0: First of all, you guys really have to stop using low six figures and mid six figures. None of you know what you're talking about. And you always use it incorrectly. Have you ever noticed people totally use these phrases and they always twist it to their advantage? You have some 23-year-old banker living in Murray Hill. He's out. He's trying to hit on people. He goes, yeah, I make uh, mid-six figures. He makes $149,000 a year. And then you have some wealthy person. You ask him, are you wealthy? They go, me? Little old me? I'm no Jeff Bezos. I only make six figures. I'm working class. Turns out they make $979,000 a year. Please stop it with this six-figure mid-low bullshit. Let's get honest with each other. Okay, now to Christina and her background. They started struggling, in her words, in the former USSR and climbed the social ladder to where she, quote, didn't have any needs. Her dad paid for med school for her. Christina's mom is a spender like her. Did you hear that? And interestingly, she said that her mom doesn't really understand money. Never did. But when I ask if she does, Christina says, I don't think so, but at least I'm curious about it. Lots of clues here that are getting me thinking. What do you notice? Seems like you're comfortable, if I'm reading it correctly, that Christina earns more than you. Would that be fair to say?
3: Um, well,
1: yes and no. Tell me. So currently, right... Um, because we 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 kind of go um, up and down in at least in my incomes, right? I was a high earner, then I, I dropped down to be not the high earner. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't even know how I feel, right? I I I feel fine, yeah, and I I just I don't I don't even um, think about how I feel about that right now um, because I. I think about how we how we handle our debt situation. So would you say that the two of you are on the same page right now? I think we're getting
0: there slowly. Um, really? Now. Why'd you Whoa. fill out the application then? <laughs> it doesn't look like it from the application. Um, Should I read it? Um, you can read it. <laughs> Have you read it, Christina?
2: No. Um,
1: oh, no. I know. Wrote it twice, mm-hmm. <laughs> and well, I guess the uh, the second one. Oh, I, I got got picked.
2: No, I I have no idea. Okay, let's I, just
1: take a look here, shall we?
0: What is the biggest challenge you are facing when it comes to love and money in your relationship? Answer: Lack of responsibility for our money, living a lifestyle we can't afford. Is there one main issue you'd like help with from Ramit? Answer: We earn. Good salaries, yet we have debt that keeps piling up. However, given our spending ambitions, we are very likely to keep living paycheck to paycheck. We'd like to both understand that no matter our income, we must still be conscious of our spending and money relationship. That answer is where I knew both of you did not fill this out. One of you (laughs) filled it out in code for the other one to be able to do that. Jack, am I telling the truth here? Yes. Yes. Christina?
2: Um okay, I agree with all of that in theory. Oh,
0: oh in, theory. <laughs> in theory, oh, please <laughs> tell me
2: um, but no i I totally agree with the the problem, and um what is I, the problem?
0: in a sentence
3: the, or two? Li-
2: like living the like our expenses, like the the lifestyle mm-hmm. is way beyond what we earn.
0: This is becoming more and more common on this podcast. One partner submits the application, the other has no idea. That first partner who submitted the application is worried, they're concerned. The other one, not a care in the world. Everything's fine, it'll all work out in the end. This is kind of mind-blowing to me because they go through application, a screening interview, they get detailed instructions, there are so many opportunities for them to talk about things. How can a couple end up talking to me, finally, after this entire process, and they never even shared the application with each other. Whatever, people are weird. This is why I love my job. Let's take a look at some of their numbers. Their assets are $11,000 in a Jeep Grand Cherokee. Their investments are $54,400. Savings are zero. And their debt is $87,475, all of which is credit card debt. Um, what credit cards, by the way, what do you have
1: uh chase uh-huh i I got three of them um and we have like best Buy uh we you know bought some stuff on it, but it's... what
0: hold on, hold on you was this like you were in line at Best Buy and you're like, no, I no. know, <laughs> I'm gonna save ten percent on my thirty dollar purchase what How did you get a best Buy card?
1: The thing is, we've been moving. From place to place, at least once a year, sometimes this is where the card came from. Because, oh, zero APR, we can get a fridge. <clears throat> let's let's look, look at it online. Um, we don't have money to pay for fridge right now, but let's get, you know, that zero APR, whatever. Did it work?
0: The
1: 0% APR? We got a fridge. Uh, the zero APR didn't work. No. <laughs> it didn't?
0: I'm so shocked. Don't even tell me. Let me guess. Uh, Twelve months, zero percent, and then you got to twelve months or twelve months and two days, and you missed a payment or you you didn't realize it was due on this day, and they backdated all the interest, and now you had to pay it all. Did I get that right? Not quite right. We
2: you just you just kept using the card. That's the problem.
0: Oh yeah, for for so something you did else. Get, so you yeah. did get zero percent APR for
1: uh, a year for, for a while. Yeah, and but... then you just kept using uh... it. We're over it now.
2: Correct. And like, yeah, so it was not just the fridge, cost of the fridge. Uh-huh. So And how much debt it? is on that Best Buy card now? I think it's like maxed out probably. Ma- no, what? Best, Buy,
1: Best Buy is fine. Hold on. Hold on.
2: <laughs>
1: I think I have it. Jack
0: wants to set the record straight. Hey, Rami, <laughs> don't rag on but my Jeep and my Best Buy card. Best Go ahead.
3: Tell I me, Jack.
1: 2500
3: Oh, uh, um, okay. So not bad.
1: Yeah. But, you know, the Home Depot one, it was it. <laughs> Don't don't
2: ask why we have Home Depot. So it was the same. No, No, Home Depot, we actually, I paid it off. So that one works. There you
0: go. What else do you have? Best Buy, Home
3: Depot, Uh, what else?
2: I have Capital One, Citibank. I have two Chase credit cards. Yeah, I have like seven. Why? I don't know. No, you know
0: you know why tell me why it,
2: again it's the same story so we we went to hawaii vacation to get with a zero percent apr for 12 months that we never paid it off and then um jack went to uh, florida to visit his friend that's why we got alaska card so we get miles
0: how much is on that alaska card now please tell me zero
2: um, no, it's actually twelve thousand five hundred dollars and it's pretty much maxed out. So I think the the credit limit is like fourteen thousand.
0: Yeah. So you're paying almost as much in debt payments as you are for rent. And this is like what, the minimum?
2: This is only the minimum, literally. Whoa. Wow.
0: You know, with the minimum, you're basically gonna be paying this for like twenty five plus years. Yeah,
2: that's what they send me. Yeah, Yeah. 30 years. Recently, I forgot and I got like the fine and like another fee of like 60 bucks. Mm -hmm. And I was like always like, oh, I should call them. And I never did call Mm -hmm. because I think I I feel embarrassed. That's the reason I didn't call.
0: You, you, You feel embarrassed to call Bank of America, but you're on this podcast. I know. You know how you hear stories about people opening up credit card after credit card, jumping from 0% gimmick to another gimmick, and you go, ha ha that's so crazy, there's no way that's true, it's just something people talk about. Nope! Here we have a chance to meet people who actually do exactly that. I have a real problem with people who write me asking if they should open up the 0% balance transfer thing that they can get for 12 months, because why do they have to pay interest? It turns out that people who ask those questions are almost always looking for a gimmick a hack, a shortcut to avoid doing the one thing they need to do. If you have credit card debt, the single thing you need to do is to set up an automatic payment plan so that you are paying off your credit card every single month. And if you set that up, that means you will naturally be controlling your expenses. But most people don't want to do that. They want to jump on any particular gimmick they can find instead of the single thing that actually works. Stop it with these gimmicks. Spending $50,000 so you can make 10 cents in free Marriott points. Jumping around from one zero percent balance transfer to another. Promising yourself that you will magically change in the future when you're not even willing to change today. Get real. Take control of your money and do it the real way. That is the only way to start living a rich life. Uh, Jack, your total net worth uh, is how much? Uh, we're negative.
1: 22,000. How do you feel about that number? Uh, I feel like that's um, that's not good. And I feel like that needs to change in the opposite direction. Christina, how do you feel about that number? Um,
2: I was actually pretty happy when we filled it out because I thought <laughs> we we're going to be like a 100,000 in credit card debt. But then I forgot about my retirement account. So that's what kind of...
0: Is it that... You are surrounded with other like physicians who have tons of debt, so it's normalized to you.
2: Kind of, yes. That's I guess. There's like delayed gratification and um and, and knowing that we'll have I will have money in the future. And many of my physician friends do yeah, that. Yeah, yeah.
0: You know the reputation of doctors with money, right? Um
2: uh, Kind of. I mean, I can guess.
0: What What um, is your guess?
2: That like doctors don't know. Um anything about money. You care? I do. I okay. don't want to be that.
0: All right. Let's move on. Let's take a look at the income. I'm so interested in this line. Christina, can you read this to me?
2: The gross monthly income for me is eleven thousand four hundred. So what
0: about and what about for both of you?
2: For both of us is
0: $17,268. What do you think about that number? It's a lot. Yeah. Did you know I- that?
2: Um, actually when we put the numbers again, I was surprised and I don't know where it goes. Oh, literally.
0: You don't know where it goes. Well, we're about to find out, but, uh, you know, if we annualize that number, that's $207,000. That's a pretty good income. Wouldn't you say?
3: Yeah.
0: Fantastic. Any comments? You don't think, wait, wait, didn't you say that like a hundred thousand dollars is like not that much. So is $200,000 a lot or no?
2: Um, it is. I mean, it's definitely enough, especially if we didn't have a dad.
0: How much were you making when you got married?
2: Probably around the same, right? So if you, yeah, it was around the same uh, because Jack was earning more, but I was earning less.
0: Was it enough for you then?
2: No, I think we just went all out. Um, I honestly, I don't know what happened. We just decided to like upgrade our lifestyle trips. Like clothes, uh, furniture, but like a nice furniture from West Elm. Mm -hmm.
0: So it's kind of interesting that you said just a minute ago, 200K, 207K is good if we didn't have debt, but you used to make the same amount with no debt and it wasn't
3: enough for you. What's your takeaway from that? Mm. I mean, we definitely increased our spending do you ever want to go down in how much you spend i don't no i don't want yeah i suspected that and why is that (laughs) Mm, because i want to go up. why Mm. you know like i always believe like in growth
2: and like going up uh, not going down and up means means like like in anything right so like lifestyle wise money wise mm-hmm. the earning potential what is the word
0: up to you means what
2: mm. it means like i don't worry about my finances and it means that i don't work for the money we have
0: a bit of a conundrum though because You told me 200K is enough money for our family if we don't have debt, but then we realized you used to make 200K, you had no debt, it wasn't enough, and now you've told me you don't want to go down in spending. So we've kind of boxed ourselves in.
3: What do you think the solution is here?
2: I mean, I think the solution is we'll definitely have to go down in spending uh, to pay off that debt Mm -hmm. and then be more careful in the future and like use cash. So that's- Do you think
3: that that's possible for you?
2: I think so. Yeah.
0: You seem very achievement oriented. seems like you've been like that for (laughs) most of your life. Would that be fair to say? Yeah. So if you have been doing this for your whole life and suddenly you're asked to do this, Do you think it's possible for you to do it?
3: Mm, I think I can. Uh Um, Why?
2: I mean, I do have experience uh, with delayed gratification (laughs) in, like, through medical school and through my training. Totally. Um, So I think I can handle for another year. Another year. (laughs) Yeah. What if it was?
0: What if it was two years?
2: I mean, two years also should be okay.
0: You know, what Christina said resonates a lot with me. This idea of wanting to go up in life. And I'm going to give you an example from my own life. I'll use hotels because I love hotels. I want to go up in life when it comes to hotels. If I go to the same hotel, I want to stay in the same room or nicer. I don't want to go to a less nice room. Now, that might resonate with you. Or if you don't like hotels, think about the food you buy. Think about your kids' activities think about the clothes you wear, whatever it is that's important to you, most of us have at least one area of life where we want to go up. We don't want to go down. So I get it, Christina. In order to do that, in order to have a constant upward trend, you need to keep an eye on two things. Number one, your income, and number two, your expenses. Now, Christina's income is going to go up. That's fantastic. But she has not kept an eye on her expenses. They are going neck and neck with her income. In fact, they're actually exceeding how much she makes. And so it's very predictable that when her income goes up, her expenses will go just as high. Now again, it is very, very difficult to cut your spending on things that you've become accustomed to, especially if they're important to you. In fact, for a lot of people, it's psychologically devastating to have to downsize your house or pull your kids out of certain activities. If you have to, do it. But the ideal situation is to monitor your income and expenses so you never have to make that decision in the first place. What situation are you co-creating? Because then, and only then, can we start to change it. Otherwise, we're just talking at the superficial plan level. So what is going on?
2: I kind of have this, you know, like emotional, um, I'm getting emotional after I spend a lot of, I'm working, and then I have this vacation. And when you're in medical training, you do not get to choose your vacation. They just tell you, oh, your vacation is July 15th to July 30th, that's it. And like, in order to like relax or do something, I just have to like, oh, we'll go to Hawaii or whatever.
0: Yeah, so it's like you have this compressed period of time where you're off work. You don't even know when it's going to be. And when you're at work, you're working like crazy hours. So you're just like, ah, this is my 15 days and we're going to use it to the max. Correct. And so therefore you go, I don't really care what it costs. Like, let's just go and we'll deal with all that stuff later. Right?
2: That's correct. That's exactly correct. And sometimes Jack would say like, oh, maybe we should not. he has been very nice. And he's like, maybe we should think about that. Maybe we should save for the Hmm. next vacation. Like we went to Las Vegas in October for my, my Thursday. And it was like all credit card again. And, um, I know you didn't want to go, but you just went because I was pressuring.
3: How's that work? Jack? It's
0: very tight. It didn't really work. Yeah. And yeah, like considering you've tried that, like what, 25 times has it ever worked?
2: No, because something she, she's, else
0: comes she's up. is co- very convincing. Neither of you really took it seriously either. Because
1: dynamics win, not a plan. I, I'm I'm trying to think of other areas of our life um that I think we ex- excel at, right? We we both we we eat healthy foods, we mm-hmm. work out every day. You work out every day? We we mm-hmm. wake up at 5 a.m. and we go work out first thing. You know what I want to do? The way you two treat fitness, calm, cool, methodical. You have a
0: training plan. You show up every day. You have a goal, and do you have people in your life who go, "How do you so motivated? How do you go to the gym every day?" You ever have people who say that to you? Yeah, all the Uh, time. All Uh the time. And what's your response to them?
2: (laughs) You have to do that. You have. That's what people always ask me, like, "How do you do with the kids and working out?" and you just basically choose to do that. Wow, you don't have another choice. That's so yeah.
1: interesting. And uh, Jack, what about you? I, I say the same thing. Plus, I, I just add my little philosophy. Right when it comes to uh, training, eating healthy. Uh, to me, it's it's to have more energy for mm. my family and kids because it takes energy.
0: Mm. And so, I, so you developed a philosophy around your training. I love that. Right uh either of you seeing any connections to the way that you handle or don't handle money,
1: yeah, what do you see uh disconnecting money philosophy and um lack of um our own money philosophy together beautiful, Christina
2: yeah, so I agree, so we don't have any plan. we do have this workout plans um but we don't have any plans regarding our money, yeah, exactly. And-
0: Exactly. In fact, I would be willing to bet the two of you are so advanced. Like when people ask, how do you make time to work out? Or how do you motivate? You're just like, in your head, you're like, what? Like, I don't motivate myself. It's just we go every day. It's a habit. It's important to us. So we do it. It's just,
2: that's what that's what I say. I say discipline. It's not motivation. It's discipline. Yeah.
0: So right now, there's no consequences. But there's also no consequences in fitness if you don't train for a week, a month, even a year. Okay, whatever. So you found meaning in coming up with a training plan and going, et cetera. You found meaning there. I don't think you've found meaning with your spending. Would you agree with that?
3: Um, yes. Jack? Yeah. yeah.
0: And so I, I hope you can see... There's so many strands here, we could pull them forever. Because you could just as easily say that in the morning, in the morning, I'm tired, I don't want to work out. But you've created meaning and a plan and a set of behaviors. And when it comes to money, it's totally absent. And especially when you combine all those absences with a really hectic work schedule, of course, you're just going to spend money to feel good. So looking at your conscious spending plan, what do you think is,
3: well, what's your goal? What do you want to accomplish here? Pay off the credit card. Is that true?
2: Yes.
0: What do you think is a good plan to do that?
2: Um, Kind of limit as much as possible other expenses. Okay. And use that free money to pay off the credit card.
0: So what would be an example?
2: So our son um, will start public school in summer. So we can use that thousand dollars to pay. My work also will start giving me housing allowance in summer, sixteen hundred a month. Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! Oh. So we can use that to pay.
0: Mm, hold on, let me make some notes here. So you're going to get a uh, thousand a month for housing.
2: Sixteen hundred.
0: Sixteen hundred. Wow! Great. Okay. And uh, how much are you going to be able to spend from your one thousand three hundred forty-five dollars? towards debt that's your daycare and after school
3: Mm,
2: likely maybe 900
0: can we be conservative maybe like 800 sure 800 i don't want i don't want to have any bad surprises Mm -hmm. so that's 2400 a month more
1: towards your credit card that's kind of amazing don't you think i read somewhere that that you can spend extravagantly on the things you love Oh my God! This, right, this is like music to my ears. Keep going. And, yeah, and you cut mercilessly on the thing you don't care about. This is the greatest podcast
0: conversation of all time. Okay, um, and so all that sounds really good.
1: Uh, where did it go wrong? That's what you would do, right? That's what you would do. That's yeah. what you would do. That's yeah. That's exactly what. Um, that's that's exactly what I want to do. Oh,
0: so who's so you want to do it? I want to do it. So who's missing from this equation? <clears throat> I'd I, I like to hear we, we, want, we want to do it. Why don't you, why don't you say that? Tell her.
2: Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I want to do that. I agree.
0: Sometimes the best thing I can do is to help people make a connection between money and something that they are already good at. What is it for you? Could be cooking, fitness, organizing your house, whatever it may be. Think of all the work that you've put into getting good at that. Think of all the subtle behavioral tweaks that you make on a daily basis that keeps you on top of it. That's the same with money. A lot of us think that money is some mystical thing. You're either blessed and good at it or you're not. No. What I like to do is make that connection and show you just the same way you practice cooking for thousands of hours is the same way you can get good at money. You can take control of your money. You can use it to live a rich life. Now, if you listen to this podcast, this gives you an insight into how other people are doing it. If you want more specific help, get my book. It's in every library or any bookstore. And if you want to ask me questions and surround yourself with other people, get more hands-on help, go to iwt.com slash moneycoaching. I do a live Q&A every single month. I have a friend of mine who's always cold. She told me she and her partner have totally different temperatures when they sleep. She goes to bed in a flannel pajama. She's got extra blankets. Her partner's running hot. So now she recently started testing the pod cover from 8sleep, one of our sponsors. Before she goes to sleep, she gets on the app, cranks up the heat, and when she gets into bed at night, it's already warm and waiting for her. The pod cover by 8sleep fits on your bed like a fitted sheet. And it collects information. It has sensors. for $200 off plus free shipping on their high-tech Pod 3 cover. That's 8sleep.com slash Ramit, E-I-G-H-T, sleep.com slash Ramit, R-A-M-I-T, for a better, smarter sleep. Okay, I love coffee, and I want to tell you about the system I set up so that I can get all kinds of new coffee regularly. I know there's a few brands of coffee that I love, so I set up a document and in that document, I track the types of coffee I love. Verve, uh, Joe Coffee in New York, and there's a few other brands that I love with the specific roast. But then every single month, I'm hunting, looking for new types of coffee. And so what I'll do is I'll ship myself a couple of new bags of different roasts, different types of coffee from different regions, and then I take a little notation card. I write down what works and what doesn't. Now, if you think I'm a psycho, what am I going to say? This is my rich life. But I'm sharing this because a lot of us love coffee. And a lot of us want to know where to discover new coffee. That's why I am thrilled to introduce you to today's sponsor, Trade Coffee, which is a subscription service that makes it very simple to discover new coffees and to make great coffee at home. Trade partners with top-rated independent roasters so you can get their best quality coffee sent right to your home. It's all handpicked by their coffee experts. And maybe you already know what you like. Like for me, I like Verve Coffee. It's one of my favorite brands. It's on Trade's platform. Or maybe you're not sure and you want to experiment. Either way, Trade makes it easy and convenient to discover new coffees. And they will send them to your home on your preferred schedule. So upgrade your morning routine with better coffee. Right now, Trade is offering our audience a free bag of coffee with any subscription at drinktrade.com slash Ramit. That's drinktrade, T-R-A-D-E dot com slash Ramit, R-A-M-I-T, for a free bag of coffee with any subscription purchase. Again, drinktrade.com slash Ramit. Now you're starting to really get into what the core cause of this is. For so long, you have been Subsidized or uh, b- been made consequence free. Think about it. You were very fortunate that your dad paid for medical school. Amazing. That's like awesome. You were doing okay on your own. You got into a little bit of debt, paid it off fine. It, three years ago, what happened? The two of you combined your finances. Suddenly it appeared that you had a lot of money. So because of this compressed work schedule, small vacation, you were like, let's go. What's the phrase you two use? It starts with an A all out let's go all out dinner fuck it trips book it right and that debt starts accumulating and you still kept going ten thousand twenty thousand fifty thousand eighty seven thousand dollars of debt honestly what's the problem jack's a little uncomfortable sometimes jack writes this application big deal but then you almost got kicked out of your housing and what was the one thing that saved you from getting kicked out of that housing? What was it? My dad. Yeah, another check, another subsidy. So I don't mind that you have a dad who's really generous and he's able to, I don't mind that, all right? What I would like is for you to create your own subsidy. I would like for you two to create your own emergency fund. I would like for you two to create your own plan Fund for Singapore trip before you go. And most of all, the way to do that is to create your own vision. Okay. That is the most important part. A vision would be something like we never take a vacation unless we can pay for it in full. Okay. Uh, A policy would be um, we are going to accelerate our debt by cutting back on X, Y, and Z and pay it off automatically every single month okay another philosophy would be we're going to celebrate along the way but we're going to do it more modestly because we want to live an even richer life in the future how do those things strike you
2: um i like that i i completely agree
0: let's just look at this right now so i have here your debt payoff plan. Now, is it actually true that you're paying $3,841 a month towards your credit cards?
2: Um, so it's going to go down because again, it's like payment plans. So it's going to go down, but I hopefully will not go down because, oh, I mean, I will remain it at that amount just to pay it faster, Okay. but it will go down. But the last six months, they were like this, 000, uh, three
0: hundred thousand, $3,000. $3,841, right? about that. Okay. All right. That's quite aggressive. Great. And with your income, you can afford it. Uh, Okay. Um, Right now you're going to pay it off by January, 2026. Okay. If you take it up to the number that you discussed, which is with your Mm -hmm. childcare and the housing allowance, I want to show you from January, 2026, Mm -hmm. which is about three years, you can actually pay it off by October, 2024, mm-hmm. one year.
2: What do you yeah. think about that? Oh, it's, it's pretty fast. I, I would like to do that. That's like amazing.
0: Jack, what do you think?
1: Yeah, I think it's, it's, it's more than possible. Okay.
0: All right. I think that part is really good. So what that shows you is, Yes, you have a lot of credit card debt, but you also have a high income and you have money starting to become more available from other places. That's fantastic. You know, it's very possible, you know, you're going to make what? 300 plus, like $370,000 or something like that. It's extremely possible for you two to live check to check on that. It is extremely possible. I've met people on this podcast who do that. What a tragedy. If that's the way you live your life, you know, at $370,000 a year, you could be multi, multi, multi multi-millionaires. Easy. I'll tell you, like, truthfully, I want to pay this debt off fast. First, just for a sense of pride, but really because I'm like, we're young and we have an awesome life ahead of us. We have two kids. We love to travel. We love to have a good time. And so we've like created this thing that's just dragging us down and we're going to be doing this for the rest of our lives. Fuck that. Let's get out of this, get rid of these things that are holding us back and then we can start to do some awesome stuff. That's how I look at it.
3: What do you guys think? Yeah, we we need to
1: grab this by the neck and really attack. Attack. Exactly.
2: Yeah, I like it. I like it very much.
1: And now
0: for their follow-ups. First, Christina. Christina writes, The podcast was truly a life-changing experience with many insights. I was surprised how easy it was to talk with you about this very intimate topic. I consider my financial issues a weakness, and I do not want to be viewed as a weak person. Moreover, I think I hide behind more spending from the fact that I'm in debt just to make myself look better. I realized that I always referred to help from my parents as help from my dad. Probably that's the reason I never connected with Mike on the topic since I've never observed that connection between my parents. I do understand mutual financial goals are essential and will take steps every day to build that connection. I admit I'm a spender and enjoy it. However, we plan to take care of the credit card debt ASAP before any trips. Lastly, we were truly surprised to find out how much guilt-free money we will have when we updated the CSP. We plan to invest a lot and save up for a Singapore trip that actually was canceled for July 2023. Jack said, Being a guest on your podcast felt literally like being a guest at someone's house, warm and comfortable. I was actually surprised to see my wife and I so easily share our money struggles publicly, and I'm glad we did. Our talk together helped both of us realize that, like other aspects of life, we need to create rules and stick to them. We are now committed to having more money dates together to discuss our rich life and fine-tune it as necessary. At least one in two months. I was personally surprised to see my wife change her mind about the trip to Singapore and make a better decision together. And by the way, we are not going to Singapore this year. Instead, we are going to plan a smaller trip close to home in California with a couple of nights with the kids. I want to thank you, Christina and Jack. And I want to remind you on Thursday on this podcast, I'm going to do a special episode where I talk about how I plan my dream travel. I got a bunch of questions from you on social media. I'm going to answer them, including specific locations, numbers, everything. And on Saturday on the podcast newsletter, I'm going to share some peculiar things I've noticed about the way that we travel and spend money on it. You can get on that podcast newsletter at IWT.com slash podcast newsletter. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to I Will Teach You To Be Rich. I'm Ramit Sethi. Please follow the show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. If you haven't read I Will Teach You To Be Rich, my book, pick up a copy. You can get it at any bookstore or any library, and it will show you the specific tactics for how to build the I will teach you to be rich system into your personal finances.